All right. We're going to continue our series on Awaken a Generation. Last week, we talked about a wake-up call. Um, you know, and we, we talked about how much, how many of us truly like wake-up calls. You know, we, we don't like when somebody comes to our room and we're in that nice deep sleep and all of a sudden they say, it's time to get up, time to go to school, right? We, none of us like that, right? Or when somebody comes and throws that water on you to wake you up, anyone ever had that happen to you? No one had that? No, even in deep sleep and no one threw water on you? All right. This week, this week we want to talk about what happens, and last week, remember, we taught in Isaiah, remember what we saw, Isaiah saw, what did he see? After the year King Uzziah died, he saw what? You remember the scene? All right. All right, we saw the angel with six wings, and we remember, we remember the response, right? The angels, what they were doing? They were singing something. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, right? The earth. Wow, it's pretty sad. Okay. This week, we're going to talk about second part. And I want you to think of you as even probably now in your life. How many of you, all your parent has to do is look at you and you, you know that you've done something wrong? You know you have that look. Your parent just gives you that look and you know that, that you know something has happened, right? You know you look at your, your dad, your mom, and you know what? Something bad is going to happen. I better just come clean, especially when we thought we could hide it from them, right? We could hide something from them, and all of a sudden, mom and dad come home, and you realize, you realize that, you know what? I just better come clean. Well, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 6, verses 5 to 7 and 9. And we want to look at when Isaiah saw the Lord. He saw the vision. He saw this. He said this in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Here it is, Isaiah sees. And I'll point it for number one, is sin is what separates us from God. You see, in our lives, when we see God for who he truly is, we see who we are. We see a rotten sinner. We see a person in the need of something else. That we can't continue doing life the way we've been doing it because you know what? We realize that that's an empty life. For some of you in this room tonight, you may have come to that point in your life where you said, you know what? I realize that I can't do this on my own. I realize that there's more to this life because I've seen how wicked I am. You ever look at someone on this earth right now or someone who you may go to school with or even you know, you, you know of and maybe in your family, that you look at them sometimes you think to yourself, wow, like how bad could they be? Like don't they see how bad they are? Can they understand it? Anyone, you, have, you, you may have met someone like that where you're just like, wow, that person is just bad. Well, the reality is they don't, some of them don't even see that they're bad. They're so blind that they don't even see the sin in their lives. Because they haven't had an encounter with God. And that's what happens. When we see God and we see us who we truly are, our response is, you know what? I'm a sinner. What did he say? He said, woe is me, for I am lost. Meaning that, you know what? I am lost. I don't know my way. I don't know what to do. 
How many of you have ever been lost? Really been lost? Like lost, like you don't know where you're going. Um, it may have been, I hope it ain't here now, so, but it might have been the States. And I'm going to give you a story, all right? Listen, Tamsin and I, when I was out in our church, we were, we were going to a mission conference, right? And it was in Philadelphia. Born and raised in the, yeah, I knew that was coming soon, right? All right, it was in Philadelphia, right? And if you know anything about Philadelphia, there are some, just like everywhere else, there's some real ghetto parts, all right? All right, but listen, right, listen. So, so we get to the airport. I was actually under the age of 25 at this point. So to rent a car was like, you had to have the credit card. I really didn't have a credit card in my game. The credit card was only in Tamsin's game. And so Tamsin didn't want to drive, and it was like, this was chaotic. Well, anyway, she had to drive. She had no choice because it would have been against the law. But we'll get to that. I actually had to break the law later on. But anyway, what happened is... We were, we came out of the um, hotel, I mean the airport, and it started, snow flurry started. So we were already like in our mind, like, okay, it's going to snow. How do we drive in snow? What do you do? Tamsin already, she's already scared, she's already, you know, panicking, and it's like, you know, we have these directions before GPS. You know, you don't know GPS, you just had map, you just have the maps and trying to read the map. So anyway, we, we end up at this gas station. I mean, like, this is a gas station, like, in must be the heart of the ghetto. Because let me tell you about it was, they were selling DVDs to this gas station. All right? All right? They was <laughs> bootleg DVDs, all right? They were selling bootleg DVDs in the United States of America at this gas station. And all I could think to myself was, you know what? This is not good. All right? We are going to die right here. We have um, people in this, you know, at our church and, you know, when we were in Spanish Wales, like they already was wondering what happened to us because, again, that's before cell phones and everything else. So we were like lost. Like we were just, a place, it's supposed to take about 15 minutes to get to the hotel. We were like already three hours in this trip. We didn't know where we were going. We kept on passing the same place. But you know what happened? The hotel actually moved. And uh, so it had the old address. So we were just circling the same place and we just went to this place like, Okay, this is where the hotel's supposed to be, and they said, no, the hotel's moved, and we had to go down the road. But anyway, we're here at this, uh, this um, gas station, and like I said, I thought that was my life. I thought that my life had come. I was finished. So I told Tamsin, my wife, if you know, and sorry, ladies, I'm not trying to say anything bad about you, but you know sometimes when you get emotional, it's no, it's no like, talking to you, it's like, just like, totally, like, it's no way of even compromising or talking to you. I'm just like, you know what, Tamsin, I understand. This is going to break the law, but I need to just drive and get to the hotel. So I said, honey, just hope we don't get pulled over. Let's just pray. We're breaking the law. Let's pray that we don't get pulled over because we're breaking the law. Anyway, that was just the point, all right? So we finally got to the hotel, like I said, about seven hours later, all right? I mean, like, this was like a trip, like, that you could never imagine, but we made it safe, right? I say that to say, when you are lost, you just, you, you just, under, you just want to get found. You want to get to the place you're supposed to go. Because you're scared. And that's what Isaiah is saying. Look, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. Isaiah 6, 5, 8 says, for I am a man of unclean lips. Why does Isaiah mention his lips or words? 
Because our hearts reveal our heart. Our hearts. I mean, think about it. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 11, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles the person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles the person. Think about it for a second. How many of you can tell a person by just listening to them talk? Pretty much you can. Pretty much you can, if you hear someone talking, you know whether or not I really want to get to know them, or I just got to stay away from them. I mean, just think about just think about in a relationship, a guy or a girl, whatever. If you feel like you can't talk to them, you're not going to try to get to know them. All right. So here it is. Isaiah says, "It is." I mean, Matthew said, "It is not what goes into the mouth, but what comes out of the mouth." You see, we can we can before. Sometimes you look at a person. Like I said, you know, you see it in the movies or you see it anyway, like on TV shows. I mean, that person might be the most attractive person to you. The minute they open their mouth, you're like, you know what? Let me go this way. You see, because it's the words that mess it up. Isaiah 6, 5, he said, And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. He has seen the Lord and he realizes, you know what? We're all lost. We are unclean people. We need Christ. We need to be found. We need hope. Which brings us to the second part. Isaiah 6, 6-7 says this. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. Anyone have a touch of burning coal? It's pretty hot, all right? And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Number two, the point number two is this. God paid the cost for our sin. You see, we need to recognize that each one of us, as we even think of the coal, do we know what coal is used for, what heat is used for? What is heat used for? To purify, right? Don't you use, don't you use um, just think about what happens with, with um. What is the first thing they tell you when water has been contaminated to what? Boil it. Because what? Heat. It kills bacteria. So you're purifying, all right? So God paid the price for our sins. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says this, But godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. You see, tonight we all need to recognize something. If you're in this room and you've never place your faith and trust in Christ, you are lost. You are lost. And you know what? You're just going down a road and you don't have a clue where you're going. But the reality is we have a Savior that, can, that you can be found. There's a safe way. I remember when I was about 13, 14, I remember being in Georgia. This is real South Georgia. And if you know anything about Southern Georgia, there's some scary... Scary things that happened there. But anyway, we was going on a dirt road. All right? I mean, this was, this was like a real long dirt road. And it, these guys are just taking us down this road. And they're like playing this heavy metal music. And I'm just like freaking out because they're like telling me stories of what things that happened on this road. And I'm like, I mean, honestly, I feel like I was in a horror movie. I thought that this was it. I thought this was another one of my times that I, have, I was gone. But the worst part about it is, we're in a long, listen, 
We're on this long dirt road that leads to absolutely nowhere. There's only one way in and one way out. But here, <laughs> but here, all of a sudden, we're out of the car, and all of a sudden, we see this next car coming from the next direction, the direction that only leading out. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know about you all. I don't live here, but let's get in the car and let's go, because I'm not staying here. All right, I, I want to, I want, my, I mean, I didn't know where I was. I thought this, I thought I was, that was it again. <laughs> but listen, seriously, all right, seriously. All right, seriously. Let's be mature, please. The reality is that there are some people who are just lost. And you could be in this room right here, tonight. And you know what? You don't even know your loss. Because you're so far in this world that you don't even see how sinful and how bad you are. You don't. You don't even know. You're just like a, a baby, a child, which they just think that if they scream their head off, they're going to get their way because that's the thing they know to do. You're lost. But the reality is we have a, a Savior, a God who sent His Son to die for us, and He wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you. You see, God's love leads us to a response. When we really understand what God has done for us, it only can lead to one thing, a response. And a response either to reject Or response to accept. You're either going to accept what Christ did for you, or you're going to reject it. And some of you probably rejected it a million times. Because you know what? In your life, you know what? You see yourself as a good person. You see yourself as, you know what? Nothing's wrong with me. I've never killed nobody. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never had sex. I don't plan out sex before marriage. I'm a good person. I'm a moral person. But you want me to tell you something? A moral person is going to get you nowhere in life. It may get you somewhere in this world, but when this world is over, it's going to get you nowhere. Because you can't stand before God and say, God, you know what? I was a good person. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I never cussed. And I mean, maybe once or twice, but not, not as much as my friend. See, the reality is we need to really see ourselves for who we are. And until we come to know Christ, we are all desperately wicked people. We don't want nothing to do with God. Nothing. You see, we look at a world sometimes and we think to ourselves, well, how could those people be devil worshipers? Or how could they do this? And the reality is that's where all of us could be. But you know what? Some of us responded to God's love. And we accepted what God did. We were just like Isaiah, and we realized that it came a point in our life where we said, you know what? I am wicked. I am no good. God, I need you in my life. I need you to change me. I need you to do a new work in my life. Because reality is, that's the only thing that's going to awaken us. 
is a relationship with Christ. You know, we talked about it last week. You got a lot of walking dead people. Just walking this earth, but they're dead. And if that's you tonight, don't leave here tonight without talking to one of the leaders. That's what we're here for. We want to see you come in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you know what the reality is? That's the only thing in this life that matters. You see, all of us in this room tonight, we could be doing other things. We really could. But we come here because we love you guys and we want to see you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want those who know Christ to grow in your faith. So I challenge you, if you don't know Christ, talk to one of us. Because we don't want you to leave here tonight without knowing for sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. Thank you for all that you have done. Father, we pray now that as we go into our small groups, we pray that you'll be honored in our time, Father, together. And Father, you help us to grow in our um, relationship with you and help us to just allow your spirit to work in and through us. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.